0: Welcome to Conversations, a podcast by Christ Presbyterian Church of Auburn, where we sit down with our pastor, Eric Zellner, and discuss how God's word applies to our lives. Welcome back, Eric, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you, Michael? Doing very, very well. Um, We are done with the Core Values Podcast. Um, We are here to start now. Um, Just a one-off podcast episode, one-off podcast episode on tithing. Uh, We'll be talking about tithing and um, what that looks like from Scripture's standpoint, um, kind of how we see it in worship, um, just things all around tithing. Sure. Um, So, Eric, first question um, and this is just a you know softball question. Um, where do we see tithing in the Bible?
1: Okay, good. yeah, it's a good question. I think um, when you when you begin in the Old Testament, you you realize that even from the from the very beginning, there is some kind of giving which takes place uh, to the Lord. You mentioned offline just Cain and Abel that there that there was an offering brought in honor of the Lord. There's uh, m- most people would say that. Genesis fourteen, uh, Abraham goes and and rescues his nephew Lot from these kings who have captured him, and he brings back a uh, the spoil of this battle. Abraham doesn't want the wealth; he wants it returned to the to the people who own it. But then he does offer a tenth to Melchizedek, and uh, and and it. So the word in Hebrew for um, tenth is the word tithe, and so that's where the word even comes from, Mm -hmm. and and we see that first with Melchizedek, this tenth being given. Uh, There's other places later in Genesis 28 where that that same uh, concept is is used there, but the reason that Genesis 14 matters so much is because the writer to the Hebrews is going to pick up that Mm -hmm. same concept in Hebrews chapter 7, and he's going to say, um, that Abraham was was tithing to one who whom he uh, saw as greater, and and he's going to make the connection between Melchizedek Abraham giving to Melchizedek, and us in a sense responding to Jesus, a greater mm-hmm. high priest. Mm-hmm. So in that way, you see it uh, that way, just as a just as a general concept, I would say. That when you begin to see it in the Old Testament, you see it in Leviticus 27, you see it in Numbers 18, and it is a, a tenth is given in order to fund the priests mm-hmm. in their work, and, uh, and that's where you begin to see it in a much more structured way. That concept carries all the way through the Old Testament. So when you come to the New Testament, and I, and I think we should just be clear about this, you don't have a passage that uh, where Jesus says specifically, "I want you to tie the tenth of all of your increase um, to the Lord." There are places where He does say things which are really helpful mm-hmm. in this regard. One of them, He's uh, Jesus points to the Pharisees in uh, in Luke chapter eleven, verse forty-two, and He's pointing out the fact that these people. Neglect. They they tithe. They you know everything down to their spice rack, um, but they neglect justice mm-hmm. and they neglect love for God um, and the things of mercy. But he says, and this is where I think you can make a really clear connection. Jesus says, you need to be doing what they're doing with regards to these former things, mm-hmm. tithing. You really do need to be giving to the Lord, mm-hmm. but you also should not be quick to neglect the latter things things like justice care for the poor love for the lord um, and so many other things so Jesus seems to to say there in Luke 42 Luke 11 42 that that he anticipates that those who would be following him would be giving tithes to mm-hmm. the lord i don't think that's talked about very much because in some ways that's a very clear connection and you won't have any trouble finding people who will say well, you know, the Bible doesn't specifically prescribe tithing mm-hmm. today, but I think that there's something to be said for mm-hmm. Jesus making that comment. He's actually anticipating that we who follow him should have righteousness that exceeds the scribes and Pharisees. And so um while I don't I don't see um that we should probably overly stress that in—how uh, how do I want to say that gently? Tithing is important. It's biblical. Um, I do not want anybody to confuse it and connect their righteousness to it, mm-hmm. yeah. which is which is the, the yeah. very error that the Pharisees were falling yeah. into. And that, yeah. I think that's the balance that I want to strike.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, you can even say there with the Roman Catholic Church, when you look at um, indulgences and things like that. I yeah. guess you could make that connection as well, too. Yeah, um, And sure. that even goes to what you preached about this past Sunday, when right. you were looking at the Mark 6 pass uh, se- 7. 7 passage, yeah. sorry, yes. That's okay. Um, the Mark 7 passage and talking about um, trying to clean the in- inner defilement with mm. external performance. And um, yeah. definitely can see how the-, the scribes and Pharisees did that. Um, mm. So then, I guess, you know, continuing on in that New Testament conversation, continuing sure. on in a conversation you know, us being now on this side of the cross mm-hmm. as Christians. Um, how does how does tithing apply to us nowadays? Mm.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, to, to pick up on that Luke 11 idea, certainly Jesus is pr- making that presumption. But I think the Bible, I think the New Testament writers, and specifically the Holy Spirit through them, is saying, um, we don't have in the New Testament less of God's mercy mm-hmm. um, or less understanding of <laughs> yeah. God's mercy or less understanding of his grace or less understanding of his generosity in fact we have infinitely more mm-hmm. um, far more clarity about what the tithe was meant to point to it was always meant to point to the fact that God is the generous one mm-hmm. it's not really us um, quite so specifically and so when you when you think of things like that i' I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of second Corinthians chapter 9 um, where the Apostle Paul is explaining this concept of the Lord's generosity, and that you know, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly; whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And then he makes this he makes this uh, explanation, which is a, one of the ones that I think Josh and I sometimes use at mm-hmm. church. We say uh, each one must give as he, he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful mm-hmm. giver. Um, but that, that very concept begins with John 3, 16, right? Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave mm-hmm. his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But see, the very concept of God loving a cheerful giver is because we're emulating his generosity. Mm-hmm. God Absolutely. so loved the world that he gave. So how do we love the Father in response? Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the ways that we we show a sense and, and really even worship the Lord mm-hmm. with gratitude, yeah. or giving back to the Lord. Um, I don't know if that, I hope that helps. That's kinda, yeah. that's the way I would kind of connect the dots. Yeah, absolutely. People.
0: And I know we see. Plenty of examples. Um, I, I remember I would right before we actually started talking about this, I, I said, "You know, I don't, I don't see any examples in the New Testament of <laughs> of, of,
1: of people giving to the church." And yeah. then I guess I completely omitted the Book of Acts. And, sure, yeah, there's yeah, t- yeah there's tons. <laughs> t- and you see uh, all, all those kinds of things. When, one of the things I'll sometimes delineate when we're when I'm explaining it from the front uh, of the of worship is I'll I'll say His tithes and our offerings mm-hmm. or something like that, and and that's because the 10th seems to be what the lord uh, asks of mm-hmm. his people that we would be that that would be the almost like the the baseline for our giving mm-hmm. can you even give a 10th to the mm-hmm. lord do you even believe that mm-hmm. um and so in that giving a 10th of what he gives to us then he also invites us and that's what was clearly pictured in the old testament there's there's a tithe mm-hmm. asked for but then there's various offerings which mm-hmm. were also included in that, and we don't give um, nowadays from our our vineyard and cut our grapes down and go. <laughs> I'm going to give a tenth over here yeah. to the to the temple. Um, now we say, okay, what did the Lord provide for me? And there's times in people's lives where um, the Lord gives you something that you didn't see coming, mm-hmm. financially or otherwise, and and so you always remember that tithing principle by way of. Well, this is my my paycheck, and mm-hmm. this is how I give. Um, but then, I think there's also moments when you can look at the profound generosity of the Lord, where you've mm-hmm. seen Him do good for you, mm-hmm. and believe that the Lord's good, and you can go, "Wow, I, I, I want to make sure I give more mm-hmm. than just that." Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I think that's those are some of the ways it applies.
0: Yeah, and so then. Um Going and and just stemming from that, so then what should be? Um, I didn't want to use the word, but I'm still gonna I'm gonna use yeah, the sure. word because it's a good word. Sure, go ahead. the heart posture of a of a of, a tithe, of the of the tither. Mm. Um, what should be that? And then w- and what are what are ways in which we're we're probably
1: misusing and misunderstanding mm. what tithing actually is doing? Mm. That's yeah, that's a great question. So the the heart posture, I think we we you would just echo some of the things we've said with regards to. God loves a cheerful giver. Uh, it's it's this heart of generosity. But I think where that where that ties into the second part of your question, how we often misuse tithing, mm-hmm. is is we tend to think of ourselves number one as the one who earned the resources that we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this job, and so then I make this money, and I, I work for it. And um, but. The Bible seems to give the every indication that every good and perfect gift comes down from above from, mm-hmm. from the Father of Heaven, um, not exactly from my clever wisdom and my hard work. Um in fact, God may use those things, but He's the one who actually releases them. Mm-hmm. So I think in that um, in that sense, we're reminded of the psalmist that speaks that that the the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand mm-hmm. hills. He's a god who who really does possess everything. Mm-hmm. I've been in some churches in the past where officers of the church were very concerned about the financial condition of the church, mm-hmm. and so they wanted um, to try to get people to do maybe like a pledge cards at the start of the year or something, so we'll know kind of maybe what we're what we've got coming in and things like that. And I get that. Um, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that that is the best way to help mm-hmm. people because first of all, it's it's asking them to make a vow, mm-hmm. um, and then to fulfill that vow, and uh, and so I'm not sure that it's the the job of um, the church officers or the pastor mm-hmm. to to encourage someone. The Westminster Confession of Faith is kind of clear on this: like you don't you don't force others to make vows. Um, that's that's an individual personal mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, coming off of those ideas, I would say this: it's really helpful to remember that all the things, the resources that we have, are actually uh, resources that belong to the Lord. So, mm-hmm. if we, you know, if you're to look at a church, there's 300 people sitting there. Um, most of us think in terms of, okay, I'm going to carve out my tenth and I'm going to give it to the Lord. Uh, a, probably a very different way to think about. Um, this is not; it's not exactly giving as much as it is the concept of stewardship. Mm-hmm. And stewardship is really different. It's it's tending the resources mm-hmm. that the Lord has given to me. It's it's actually managing the Lord's resources. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um, if our listeners will will catch this, but but when I look at my bank account and I go, okay, there's a thousand dollars here, mm-hmm. my gut reaction is usually, that's my $1,000. Mm-hmm. How am I going to use my $1,000 for my purposes? Mm-hmm. Which causes me not only to grab tightly to that $1,000, mm-hmm. I'm just naming a number, but it also causes me to lose perspective on whose $1,000 this mm-hmm. actually is. Mm-hmm. When I when I genuinely believe and live as if that $1,000 belongs to the Lord, um, I can... I can act with more faith, not only giving the tenth, but also believing that the Lord's going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, more than that, realizing that it came into the bank account because He's the one who put it there. Mm-hmm. But then also that um, the next, the next provision is going to come from Him as well. That's that actually. That concept is woven throughout the the Bible in mm-hmm. in the picture of first fruits. Mm-hmm. All of the first fruits of the Old Testament were cut those cut those that first crop, mm-hmm. and believe me to provide the next mm-hmm. growth that's mm-hmm. coming right after it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's an important kind of way to to think from a heart posture, and also it it connects and touches on ways that tithing can be misused. Mm-hmm. The other thing is one of one mm-hmm. of the ones that Josh and I often mention from the front. Is that people think they're doing the Lord a favor mm-hmm. by giving to to Him, right? There, well, I mean, I'm I'm going to be a little generous. This is this is where the um, <laughs> the grown man who makes you know hundreds of thousands of dollars is willing to you know drop a fifty dollar bill in the offering plate. That's where that kind of concept mm-hmm. comes from. He thinks he's doing a favor to the Lord. Incidentally, while I even say that, I should I should make sure that I say this out loud. I don't ever really know. Who gives or mm-hmm. what people give mm-hmm. at Christ's presence. It's not really between me and that those people. It's mm-hmm. between them and the Lord. So we have mechanisms and have from the very beginning that keep me from looking at the money, mm-hmm. um, which I'm really delighted for. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, if from that point, if um, if I think I'm doing the Lord a favor, that's one way to misuse it. The other is to is to in guilt think that I need to give in order to receive. Yes blessings and yeah. that kind of goes along with the health and wealth prosperity gospel yeah. right if you send in, in in its worst abuses you see the yes. televangelist says yes. listen if you'll send your last one thousand dollars then God is going to give you two thousand or ten thousand yeah. or a hundred thousand um, but you also see it uh, primarily in in those who would be um, Influenced whether they know it or not mm-hmm. from that background, right? Mm-hmm. So then they feel like they're giving in order to buy the Lord's favor, yeah. uh, to receive more grace. Well, I really I sinned pretty. Oh, I was, I was a mess this week. Yeah. So my favorite example, and and um, my favorite example of that misuse, yeah, um, comes from my freshman year in college, and I am absolutely certain that um, there's no way that this person even if the person heard my my story that I'm about to tell, would even have a clue that that, that they did this. Okay? Yeah. Um, I had these random roommates that were, I was, and I say random, meaning the apartment complex that I was in just placed me with these random mm-hmm. guys because I was moving from Nashville and I didn't even decide to come to Auburn until August before school started mm-hmm. in September. So my roommates were pretty wild freshman year and I had just become a believer. And so I got up to go to church <laughs> Well, my roommate uh, got up and he said, "Hey, dude, would you put this in the offering plate for me?" And he was very hungover from the yeah. night before, and he handed me uh, a five-dollar bill to put in the offering plate. And I said, "Sure, I'd be happy to." Um, and he and his comment was, "Cause I've really, I've really messed up. Like I, I just yeah. keep messing up." Um, and so I was happy to t- <laughs> take it and put it in the words yeah. offering plate. But I'm 18 years old. I just I only say that because th- that's a that's an outward example yeah. of of something silly. But it could easily happen, couldn't it? You yeah. you go. I've I've actually really been a mess. Mm. Uh, I owe the Lord something yeah. for mercy yeah. or forgiveness. Um, praise God, that's not the way it works. Yeah. Um, I'd have to empty my bank account to to buy it, and so, and, and still it, be in a massive debt, yeah. right? Yeah. So anyway, I, that, that's what I would say concerning heart posture and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I think I have. I guess one one example um, I'm not gonna I guess I won't really share the example but just I know there are some people who are like will radically give spontaneously mm-hmm. sure you know sure. and 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 it's like well I, I felt like the Lord he told me to give right um, I will just use the example I, I, I said I wasn't but I just knew somebody that um, they weren't here they were in another country and mm-hmm. they had like only a certain amount of money for their rent uh-huh. and they saw a homeless person on the street, and they gave them all the money they had. Mm. And crazy enough, there was somebody that owed them money later that gave them that money the same day back, and yeah. they were able to pay their rent. Mm. Now, I remember when I heard that story, I was like, "That's wild." I really don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I'm not trying to get you to save an answer, sure. but you know, where do we where do we go where Where should we? Think about when someone says, "Well, I feel like the Lord's telling me to
1: give mm-hmm. X amount of money." Yeah, you know, the yeah. Lord's telling me to do this. Sure. Um, tithing. I, yeah, I think if if um, somebody was saying that, I would say, you know, the it seems to me that the more that a that there's a biblical principle of just consistently giving, mm-hmm. which is the more biblical principle. That well, let me say it this way: that's a certainly regular principle. Yes, which I think is proven in the scriptures. But then beyond that, I do think there there may be times when um, a person is praying about their their giving and asking the Lord for some clarity on mm-hmm. how to give and and that kind of thing. One of the things that Susan and I've done as a married couple is is if the Lord provides um, a certain surprise that we didn't see coming. Mm-hmm we will often pray about how to give, mm-hmm. and we'll she'll pray separately and I'll pray separately, and, and what we've often seen is that the Lord aligns our hearts on that, um, and, and we have some sense of a clarity mm-hmm. of a number mm-hmm. even. Now, that's not because the Lord is mystical, I just think the Holy Spirit works in the hearts of his people. Yeah. What I would have said to the guy who sees a homeless man is, well, if you've got a lease, then you know that you're responsible for paying your rent, mm-hmm. and so you probably need to go ahead and pay your rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, uh, that may or may not have been what the Lord chose to do out of mm-hmm. his radical giving. I, I do know this. When we are wise stewards of, of the resources that the Lord gives us, and we tend those things with a kind of wisdom, it doesn't have to be quite so spur of the moment and unplanned. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can build Resources that the Lord's given you, and then give them away mm-hmm. without failing to pay your rent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. I don't know if that helps, but that's kind of the thing yeah, that comes absolutely. to mind. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I guess being a good steward, um, mm. can be, uh, you know, I guess there maybe can be some pockets of uh, Christianity that you know maybe, um, uh, minimize the idea of being a good steward, steward, and mm-hmm. maybe maximize the yeah. idea of being. Yeah a radical radical game, radical yeah, giver yeah
1: yeah yeah and i think that I mean, <laughs> and that's for uh, that's for sure right yeah. but that that also kind of is consistent with that same kind of theology yeah, that, yeah. that is expecting the lord to do something radical mm-hmm. all the time and the truth is that this is a very um It's a world that God has woven into Mm -hmm. it with systems and patterns and rhythms, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of ordinary to life. And Mm -hmm. so when I see in Scripture that there's a a command for tithing, then Mm -hmm. I give, if I'm paid on this day, then I'm going to have a check in Mm -hmm. the offering plate this coming Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as a general principle, that's another quick side comment. I think it's helpful for people to know when you receive money Mm -hmm. from your paycheck or whatever— uh, it's a good habit to get into to make the first check that you yeah. write straight to yeah. uh, the church and giving that way. Um, and I do think since the church is the the instrument through which the Lord intended to build his kingdom, that the church is the place where our tithes go. Yes, And I say that because I, I, maybe as another misuse, I knew um, one case where a person— Was sending their kids to a Christian school, and uh, and they they justified in their minds that they were paying to the Christian Ah, school as a tithe, Mm -hmm. because they in their in their justification, well, I'm also already paying taxes, so my kids could go to a public school, but I'm choosing to pay (laughs) tuition over here, and they justified in their mind that's my tithe. Um, It was a convenient justifying, but um, works out, (laughs) but but not the same,
0: right? Yeah. Um. And I think just kind of a last point, uh quick little last question. Sure. Just you know, um Christ Prez, you know, when we do tithing, when do we do the offering? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's in the middle of our service right before you preach, right mm-hmm. before we have the pastoral prayer. Um I don't know if you could like maybe talk about that, maybe go yep. into like why we do that at Christ Pres, and kind of,
1: you know, where is its place in the worship service? Mm-hmm. That's great. And this is I, I will say that coming out of the Protestant Reformation there's actually a lot of discussion among the early reformers how are we going to um, include giving as mm-hmm. part of the worship and there's depending on where you were in the world there, there there's different traditions that have uh, that were built out of that there was never a concept that that giving was taken away mm-hmm. um, but the question was is it going to be a an actual element of the worship? So in some contexts there was there's baskets at the back and, yep. or boxes yep. and you just drop your money in right um, it seems to me and this is where I follow one of the uh, one of the orders of worship that John Calvin used and that's largely where I formed the order of worship that we have here mm-hmm. the Westminster Assembly um, coming out of England that wrote the Westminster Confession of faith harvested a lot of things from Calvin which uh, end up being, I, th- I would say seen in our current worship at Christ Press. Mm-hmm. Um, and in other podcasts and other places, if you talk to me, I, I have pretty f- clear, strong beliefs that um, an order of worship can change uh, in which element goes where. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, you can put the tithes and offerings right after the preaching of God's word. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that it has to go in the spot where it goes. The reason we. Put it in the spot where it goes. Again, it comes from this particular source that I use from Calvin and the Westminster Assembly. Is because you're, it comes right off the off the heels of the confession of sin mm-hmm. and the declaration of mm-hmm. pardon. And we've actually sung praise to God for His mercy and His grace. So we put it in that spot because really, what we're doing is we're we're responding with our physical material mm-hmm. gifts. In light of the spiritual generosity of the Father, mm-hmm. that's actually why it's in that spot. Yeah, so it fits in that way at that uh, at that time. I would say this: tithing uh, in in our current current methods, you got you know we allow people to give through a PO box, through a Venmo account, mm-hmm. we allow you know even even online giving, but we still have the baskets. And mm-hmm. I'm I, as I guess as long as I'm the pastor, I'll just think that's important mm-hmm. because you want it it's a moment where we recognize we really are releasing from our hands into the hands of of god's Mm -hmm. church and uh and so i think there's something about that that's that's useful and valuable that doesn't mean that i have some you know tradition of men that's passed down you must write a check and uh and the vast majority of people in your generation don't even know what a checkbook is yeah. I, I like they're like i had it? to
0: order checks recently did uh, you <laughs> for uh, picking up my, my my deer meat from my deer processor that's the reason i ordered checks i gotta have a check yeah i have a check yeah yeah, I yeah. Check. yeah. yeah. yeah so. and
1: so I, I mean there's there's lots of ways to give yeah. um i just i just think we'll we'll continue to pass the baskets because it allows people to to open their hands and yeah. release yeah. and that's a just a useful mechanism yeah so, Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. good good questions. Thanks yes. for thanks for bringing that up.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just do also. I thought about this one. I know we had decided to do this podcast, this topic, last week before the sermon that you preached on Sunday. But yeah. I I do really hope that um, I'm going to try to get this one edited and released pretty quickly, so that yeah. you know it can run off the heels of that sermon. Just you know, really hammering home that tithing is not does not make you extra holy. Yeah. It is not going to clean the filth, but it's actually. Mm a way in which we grow in understanding the generosity of the Lord. And yeah. I think that's yeah. that's just really is mm. something we could all grow in.
1: Yeah, Michael, and I, I really appreciate you saying that. One of the things that I want for our people and I would want for myself mm-hmm. is to grow in in my spiritual appreciation of God's generous grace and mercy and my willingness to trust him. Yeah. To open my hands and actually trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, i'm like everybody else i I worry about money at times and and uh and i I want to not worry about money Mm -hmm. i want to not and it doesn't mean i need more money it it actually means i need to learn faith Mm -hmm. um because the truth is um it's not always how much money you have in the bank account it's it's actually a measure sometimes of just my belief that the Lord's taking care of me mm-hmm. as, as one of his precious children whom he loves and values. Yeah. So thanks for mentioning that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we will catch you all in the next podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. Sounds good. Thanks.